there's a lot of people out there that really want to help people, but they aren't educated but, enough on trauma uh-huh. and, and specifically on personality disordered people to be able to make a difference in these kinds of situations. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Happy December, friends, and welcome to my 24th episode of the Altered Story Show and last healing conversations with Tawana Show segment. Thanks for listening to today's show. For those that don't know me, my name is Michelle Renee Gutch show host and CEO and founder of Altered Stories Ministry, a faith-based nonprofit located in Overland Park, Kansas, that helps Christian women share their God's stories so women around the world can hear them and be encouraged in their faith. I can't believe it, but I've been hosting this show now for almost two years. Before we start the show, I have a few exciting updates. Thanks to all of you, the Altered Stories Show now has a thousand listeners. Every God story shared is a gift. We are so excited that our show continues to grow as we work to share the hope of Jesus Christ with others and we help women heal. Also, This month, I plan to share one more God story before the end of the year, so be looking for that podcast launch soon. Now, let's get this show started. Today, I am delighted to bring your Casey special guest host, Tawana Clark Shepard, and Casey former show guest, Annie Allen. You can hear her God story on episode eight together. In their conversation today, with Holy Spirit leading, they will be discussing Annie's mental health divorce recovery journey from being in an abusive and toxic marriage for years. Hello, ladies. How are you lovelies doing? I am doing well. Thank you so much. Very well. Thank you. Great. So... Let's help the audience today get to know you better. Tawana, can you please introduce yourself to our listeners, for those that don't know you, and let them know one thing that you would want them to take away from what you're going to be sharing today. Uh, My name is Tawana Clark Shepard, and I am a licensed mental health therapist in private practice in the Kansas City area. Um, I now uh, practice on both the Missouri side and the Kansas side. Uh, My main office, however, is in Overland Park, Kansas. Um, I also um, am a certified Christian um, leadership and life coach. Um, I practice a lot of therapy um, through just the biblical mandates um, that God has set forth. Um, I have three grown children and a wonderful husband. Um, and my husband and I both serve as associate pastors at our local church. I also have a nonprofit, um, Abundant Living Legacy Life Care, where I focus on providing mental health services and life coaching um, to those who do not have access to health insurance. One of the things that I would like for people to get today It's just um, another resource or space where they can be reminded of the sense of community that they have on this journey um, of divorce recovery um, with God at the forefront and just the reminder that he is loving them toward a restored and a revived life. Awesome. Annie, can you please introduce yourself and share also what one thing you would like the audience to take away from today? Yes, thank you. 
Um, I would say first and foremost um, that I am a survivor and that is of childhood and uh, former marital um, emotional psychological abuse and I am also a real estate agent and I have a specialization in divorce assisting women through the process of divorce protecting their interests with regard to the house and whether or not to keep it and I have a network of other home professionals that I connect those people with so that they can get assistance with other issues throughout the divorce process. As anyone who's going through that or has been through it knows, it affects every part of your life and you don't know who to trust. And so I like to connect women with uh, new people, whether it's insurance or financial planning or counseling or whatever it might be, that they would get connected with someone that I know personally and have vetted and know that they work for um, the emotional health and freedom of women going through these difficult situations. And in addition to that, I am a writer and a graphic designer and I'm working on finally again uh, a book that I'm going to publish someday, (laughs) hopefully sooner Mm -hmm. rather than later. Um, And I am, I guess what I would mostly like for women to take away from anything that I have to say today would be peace and hope. And it is my greatest wish that any time I tell any part of my story, that there's at least one woman that hears it and, and gains peace or hope through that story, knowing that they're not alone and knowing that there is an exit strategy. Wow. So, Tawana, let's take this away. First of all, Annie, I just always like to start with thanking um, my guests for your time, but most of all for your trust um, of the treasure of your heart. Um, It's not easy to share and be vulnerable and be transparent. Um, and so I just want you to know, first of all, that I don't take that for granted, that I'm very thankful for that. Um, and then I would just like, if you could, if you could just start with telling some bullet points, um, since you've already got an episode with your story out there, if you could just for our listeners today, um, tell us some bullet points of your journey through, um, through all of this. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, I will reference your first point in saying that I appreciate you saying it's difficult to open up about this, but I will also tell you that I don't know if God just wired me differently or if it's because of everything I've been through. It's not hard for me at all to open up and talk about this because I feel like this is a message that needs to be heard by so many people. And mm-hmm. I have had, you know, confirmed so many times over the last few years that I don't, I don't shy away from the opportunity to talk about this at all anymore. So thank you for that. And then uh, the bullet points really just, um, I grew up in a dysfunctional family, like so many people. And I um, came out of that thinking that was normal. And then therefore ended up in a marriage that was just like the one that my parents had. And I contributed to that for 30 years um, in dating and then in marriage. And somewhere along the lines of uh, the 20th year of being with my former um, spouse, I was, um, I guess, led by God to enter into counseling and and realized through a very long journey with more than one counselor over a 10-year period just everything that I needed to heal from, including from my childhood and my marriage and and a spiritually abusive situation that I had been in previously, all of which really was just a pattern that was repeating over and over and over again until finally my eyes were opened and I could see it for what it was and see how I was contributing to it and how to get out of it. And that's what led me to file for divorce uh, in the fall of 2017, and um, that divorce was final early last year, and my life has been on an upward swing ever since. And I'm just, uh, you know, certainly not in a place where I can say everything is perfect, and I never will be. But, but I have hope and health that I've never even imagined before I 
found emotional freedom through counseling and therapy. Well, thank you for that. That was truly um, a good synopsis um, and bullet points. Thank you for that. Um, and, you know, it is really um, interesting to meet a, a, um, a, a sister in, in, in transparency is what comes to mind. Um, uh-huh. Because I, too, am the kind of person that I, I guess I, I tell people I care more about what and who could be lost by me withholding a truth that mm-hmm. I know is not exclusive to me um, yeah. than I do about um, the discomfort, the temporal discomfort that my transparency might cause someone else. Um, and, and, and just usually it's out of ignorance. And so, um, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. I mean, you know, um, but not everyone, you know, some people, it's, it's so difficult. Um, for them, and I'm just really grateful for the courage. That I feel like it's a supernatural courage that is almost gives me a sense of urgency. Um, since yeah. I have walked the various seasons of um, recovery from things, from trauma, I wanted to um, get your perspective for those who are listening on a couple of things. Um, you um, said that your journey. Um, was really over the expanse of, of of your life when you include the childhood that you became aware of was a direct tie, if you will, into the, the choices that you made um, mm-hmm. in terms of who you partnered with and, and subsequently was in the marriage with. For, for those who may not have that level of insight as of yet that might be listening, can you talk a little bit about how you made the connection because I, I as a counselor it is so very very vital that people make a connection um, between things that happened in their childhood and um, choices that they make that usually become patterns but what what were some of the things that helped you make that connection between your childhood patterns that were established there and the choice that you made with who you partnered with and, and, and how you even showed up in that relationship? That is a really good question that is hard to um, boil down, I guess, because it's so many things so subtly over such a long period of time that I can't even, I, I, as I think back over over it, I, I can't just pinpoint a few things. I mean, I was in um, talk therapy, um, cognitive behavioral therapy for mm-hmm. five years, um, off and on, um, mostly on. And I, you know, I think it was just it was just that long, slow process of working through a million scenarios of day to day, you know, struggles that partnered with, I guess, a love of reading. And so I would devour books. And every time a counselor would suggest a book that they had read or that they felt pertained to the scenario that I was sharing at that time, I would just, you know, devour that book. And I I mean, I have bookshelves full of self-help books related to uh, personal development and, and personal relationships and marriage and, child, and you know, your parent and child relationships and um, so many different things. And it, you know, it would be easy for me to say something like, you know, boundaries from Dr. Henry cloud, you know, which is one of very, of several very pivotal books in my life. Um, but it, but it really was just a subtle, um, you know, like taking a giant knot and just figuring out one thread at a time, you know, how to un- mm-hmm. undo it all. And then once, once you have it all undone, then you look back at it and you go, okay, now I see the pattern. You know, you have to get, a, you have to get some healing under your belt before I think you can make any sense of it. And so it, it's interesting because what you're describing, I think there's a lot in what you're describing as what I, as a counselor and then as a woman who has walked through 
similar journey would give as some pointers. Um, For you, it was kind of a combination of, like you said, all of those things coming together. But I heard you say, first of all, the importance of submitting and surrendering yourself to counseling and, and, and having a person be able to kind of help you sort out all of the hairy details that somehow when you first discover you need to heal just seem like a big ball of knots. But indeed, having someone um, who is a skilled counselor help you walk through is kind of pulling those things apart and then partnering that with um, literature um, for mm-hmm. those who have walked the journey before. Um, I too have a um, expansive library um, of books that um, I don't even, I mean, at one point I had to do like a God <laughs> instructed me to, to do a, like a giveaway um, for mm-hmm. a long time over a decade. I had a women's ministry that I, by uh, women's Bible study um, that I ran out of my home and I began to give the books away um, yeah. as, you know, just it, that was just what God told me to do was to give the books away because I just had I had too many. Um, and I'm slowly <laughs> creeping just back up on that again, just FYI. Um, and so um, I'm you know, laughing because but, I'm imagining you giving those away and having a feeling inside like you're giving away your children. <laughs> oh, you know, that did not. Oh, my gosh. It was just so you're so on point. It was just hilariously ridiculous. I mean, there was so much repenting, Annie, let me tell you, that happened in a lot of those days where I I had to repent because I was like, okay, I am really like acting like this is like my child. Like, are they going to care for it? You know, I think one time, embarrassingly enough, I might have even uttered a phrase like that during one of my groups. Like, you know, I'm gonna, like, I'm going to give you guys these books, you know, but I want to make sure, you know, don't take them. If you, I think one time I had to like, a, I had all kinds of methods for giving them, gifting them, okay? But one of the times was just having them in a stack and I was like, you know, they're books here, but, you know, I want them to go to good home. So if, you know, you think, you know, it's just not for you to send me, I'd rather you leave it. Oh, it was ridiculous. Looking back, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Really, truly twins in that. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Um, but but there's something to be said about truth, and I think what I'm hearing you, what 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 comes out of that, that's the core theme. As I'm even talking through it, it's it's really just almost drowning your mind and your spirit and your heart in truth, mm-hmm. because those those sessions are intended to help you connect to a higher truth um, about your choices and about the things that lead you to them. The books are there to, for me, definitely to remind me Mm -hmm. of the truth Um, and to help me even, I mean, to discover it, yes, but then to keep me reminded of truth. And, And for those of us who are in Christ, truth just basically comes down to the word of God. But God has gifted some great authors to pen truth about specific things that that we go through, um, the vicissitudes of life, and those books help that. And so being willing to, I guess, be open to truth um, is one of the things that I hear you saying as well. And so even as I'm saying it, I'm, 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 but I'm also imagining the difficulty um, in that, in your journey. Um, so can you share with us like any point where you knew better in any specific area along this journey, but really struggled to do better and like how you got through that? Yeah, I would say um, the first thing that comes to mind and and the main thing, probably the biggest hurdle that I faced throughout the whole process was that, you know, much like what you're describing with the books and the truth, 
and the counseling and then the seeking, it all comes down to just a, uh, an, an openness and an awareness that I don't have all the answers. And, um, you know, kind of like the first step in the whole uh, AA recovery, you have to come to terms with the fact that your life has become unmanageable. And for me, mm-hmm. it, was never, it was never a problem of ego um, it, with regard to, I, I don't need help. I don't need to go to the counselor. I don't need to read that book. You know, the kinds of ego-based attitudes that you get from people sometimes that was never a problem for me. I always have been a seeker. I've always wanted to learn more and know more regardless of what the subject is. So this was just, you know, a natural approach for me, but then there was, you know, there's also just the fact that um, it's really just sort of a reverse brainwashing when you're going through that process. Um, Mm, You grew up with this, this, um, whatever it is, you know, this pattern, this cycle um, in childhood, and then you started to go over again in adulthood and, and even end up in a church environment. That's, that's the same, you know, type of toxic scenario. It's a, it's a, you've, you've been brainwashed your whole life to believe certain things and to play a certain role in your relationship. And really the counseling and the book reading and all of that was just sort of a reverse brainwashing of helping my brain to understand that none of that was ever true. It was always wrong and it was always destructive. And so Mm. I just, one scenario after another, after another came to that point where I was able to, you know, see that I was not, I had not been believing truth. And now I had this new awareness of what truth really is. That is so good. I like that term reverse brainwashing. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, it's 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 really really difficult. Um, what I call oftentimes in counseling, this emotional DNA um, that, mm-hmm. unlike our natural DNA, with the Word of God, with a a intimate, um, ongoing, consistent, just seeking of Him, can be. Um, undone can be undone and then redone into the ver- what 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 his truth looks like. Um, but it is a really difficult and 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 um, oftentimes arduous process to um, redo that emotional DNA. Those things that we are taught as kids that are absolutes um, that are oftentimes taught by well-meaning caregivers. Um, who they themselves did not do the work on their own trauma. Um, and so then they teach us um, things that in, in reality are, are not necessarily the healthiest realities and truths for how we navigate through our lives. Yeah. So that brings me to a, a question just specifically about support systems. People have very different reactions to um, a marriage um, that is in trouble. Um, and we encounter all kinds of things that judgment um, that bring about a sense of anger, humiliation, grief. When you hear those words, specifically, what was maybe one of the more difficult seasons for you when it came to the mishandling of you, if you will, or you all's situation um, by those closest to you and, and, and kind of how did you deal with that? That is, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is one of the biggest um, things that I like to share with people when I'm encouraging a woman in a situation because when I say I was healing for 10 years, that truly is solely because of this exact issue, because I met with so many well-meaning counselors, Christian counselors, pastors, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. people who I know loved me and wanted to help me, but they were not trauma-informed counselors mm-hmm. or therapists. And so mm-hmm. in many, many, and mm-hmm. all they did was the problem because there were so many, you know, with all due respect to my Christian faith and to the Lord, 
there were so many Christian platitudes of just uh-huh. pray more and be more submissive. And I tried so hard to just pray more uh-huh. and be more submissive and be a better wife and a better Christian and a better everything. And that was never the problem. <laughs> I, mm. I had always sold <laughs> out the Lord and and desirous of having an intimate and loving marriage that is described in the Bible. And I did everything in my power from the beginning to make that happen. And it it wasn't the issue that I was running up against and the reason why I was in counseling. And that's why I say I, you know, the journey took 10 years and it was across multiple counselors because I feel like the Lord was leading me to different and new people all the time where I could find the next lesson that I needed in my journey. And ultimately that led me to my final counselor that I still see occasionally um, was, was the person who took me through the last two to three years of my marriage. And I went through EMDR with and to process my childhood traumas as well as the marital ones. And I honestly can say, I, I know God led me that way because I wouldn't be where I am today with the understanding and the awakening that I've had without his guidance. And you know, it was just, it was a process getting there. And there were a lot of really frustrating times because of that exact point that there's a lot of people out there that really want to help people, but they aren't educated but, enough on trauma uh-huh. and, and specifically on personality disordered people to be mm-hmm. able to make a difference in these kinds of situations. And one of the books, probably if I had to pick a book that I would name it at this point, it would be Shannon Thomas's Healing from Hidden Abuse. And she does such an amazing job of creating a framework for the cycles of dysfunction that are specifically related to like a narcissistic type of relationship. And she says in that book, when you get done reading this book, sadly, you will know more about personality disordered people and how to interact with them than most mental health professionals. And I I jokingly jokingly say all the time, I feel like I should have an honorary psychological or psychology degree because honestly, I, I probably have read and studied on this as much or more than people who do (laughs) have that degree. (laughs) Well, you hear the laughter of someone who is a trained licensed degreed professional so mm-hmm. take heart that um, that's true, sadly. I am one of those people that just sometimes I, you know, I laugh. My mother has a phrase that she's had a phrase, um, God bless and rest her soul, that she would say she was super resilient, um, super, super resilient lady. And she'd say sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. And so yeah. <laughs> um, that is just, um, more and more, and I've even, I think, shared with um, Michelle, those who know me well know that that is a huge burden on my heart that I feel, it's, it's, but it's difficult to share oftentimes with other professionals because, you know, you're expected to um, belong to this exclusive club where you, you, don't, you don't speak um, negatively about your colleagues. And it's not negative, mm-hmm. it's, it's truthful. Um, it's a, it's yeah. a hard truth that I myself had to learn the hard way by a, yeah. a very brief, and I say brief because Christ is in me and God, you know, was able to get a hold of me. But it was a very brief um, season of mishandling or misunderstanding. I didn't get to the point, thank God, where I mishandled someone, a family that was dealing with that, but I referred mm-hmm. them on because I realized how ill-equipped I was. And then I got myself equipped. Um, but since then, because of that, have been since been able to spot the very thing that you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. My other motivation, though, for getting equipped was because I, too, in a previous marriage, grossly mishandled by... Um, well-meaning, 
um, Christian oriented individuals. I'll just say that because they mm-hmm. covered the full gamut that you said. Um, yeah. Well-meaning platitudes got home sent home with that. Have adult children now that I um, have to continue to support and pray through the unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But I know all things work together, but in the natural, okay, I say the unnecessary trauma that then they subsequently endured because I was, I stayed too long. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I can resonate very deeply with me. (laughs) Yeah. What then would you say has been key for you in how you have responded to those who are well-meaning but they're in your personal life what is what is there something and i'm and i'm saying this i'm asking this question because it would have helped me the the me that was me over a decade ago going through that what is something that you would say to those those well-meaning loved ones who don't quite get it and may even be judging, you know, kind of on the side of judging, would have been on the side of judging your journey or may still be, I don't know. But but what's something that you would give to someone to say that you have said that has helped the relationship, even if they didn't understand? Does that make sense? Yeah. That I'm asking you, even if they don't agree or get it or understand, you know, that Mm -hmm. it's more than you needing to be a better Christian or wife or or more patient or whatever the case might be. Yeah. What I often say to people is that if you have ever experienced the type of relationship that I am leaving, now I'm speaking specifically with regard to going through my divorce, Mm -hmm. if you have never experienced that with a partner, an intimate partner or a parent, then you cannot understand what I am going through. And I understand that from the outside looking in, it doesn't appear the same. And mm-hmm. so I, I, it's not up to me whether or not you choose to believe that there were things going on inside of that relationship, inside of the four walls of that home that you would not believe and would not understand. That's up to you if you, if you mm. choose to believe that or not um, is up to you. And you are certainly um, welcome in my life if you do, or if you're at least willing to take a a nonpartisan approach to it. But if, you know, if you choose to believe that I am creating truth or, or that I am in fact lying about what has gone on in my own life and how very difficult it is to separate myself from it, then you you know, honestly will not have a place in my life because I won't allow that kind of thing in my life anymore. I've, I've mm. allowed people to create my truth for me for my entire life. And, and I cannot and will not do that to myself anymore. So it is what it is. And um, your approval is not needed. It's kind of a hard line that I that I have to draw right now. And unfortunately, that has meant that a lot of people aren't in my life anymore. And in all honesty, that includes my own mother and all of my siblings, because they've mm. chosen to believe exaggerated things and they continue a relationship with my ex, despite my having reached out to them openly and vulnerably and sharing the truth of what was really going on. And not even asking them to take sides, just saying this is the reality of my life and this is why I'm making the decisions that I am making. And so I totally can relate to losing people through the process of healing. And I still say it's worth it because I I cannot even imagine still living in the, the toxic pattern that I was in before. I had begun to experience symptoms and situations that scared me to the point where I said to my counselor, what is going on here? And I felt like it literally came to a point where I had a very clear idea in my mind that I was either going to leave this marriage or I was going to lose my mind. And there were no, there were no other options. Hmm. So I did what I never wanted to do. To preserve my own sanity. Sanity. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. 
totally can relate to that and the loss of um, loved ones, close loved ones, um, at least, you know, for a time, we don't know, you know, some, sometimes it's temporary, sometimes it's whatever it is, but I do applaud you um, for, for, for taking courage to recognize how much more important the calling and the purpose for your existence here on this side of glory is than just the role of being in that particular relationship. And yes, Mm -hmm. marriage, not ever to reduce the importance or the sacredness of it. However, there does come a point where sometimes the biblical um, you know, expression I say to people for divorce and people get into all kind of talks and debates and all these spaces inside of themselves about the theology behind grounds for divorce. But I just mm-hmm. oftentimes try to support people when it gets to the point where you're describing, where you have to consider, am I, am I risking losing the fulfillment of my purpose here on this side for the sake of this relationship. And so I applaud you for making that courageous um, decision and step. And wanted to segue into the next part of my, uh, my, my questions and thoughts for you is because you kind of touched on something um, that I want you to share with our listeners about what you must have suspected and what you must now be experiencing in what I call the movement forward and upward versus backward. And I'm always curious about people's stories and how they maintain that. How do you maintain staying in a forward, upward motion versus backward, especially when you are, as a lot of people who are going through what you've gone through, are also um, sometimes having to navigate not just losing the life, the marriage, the the um, things that came with that that you thought it would be, but you're also losing peripheral people is what I call it around you. How do yeah. you stay forward and upward versus, you know, being stuck or regressing? Well, I would say that is uh, a daily battle. And the most honest answer that I can give you is that I don't every day. I struggle still sometimes. (laughs) Thank Um, you for that. (laughs) Yeah. And and the truth of it is that just like with any part of the Christian faith, it is a daily battle and a daily uh, task to remain faithful, to stay on the path. I I've often said um, the Bible says that God's mercies are new every morning because God knew we would need them that often. And yeah. so I, I remind myself that I, you know, I only have what it takes to get through today and yeah. I've got to meet God again in the morning or I won't have what I, what it takes to stay on the road as a recovering, um, you know, or as a survivor. Um, I won't, I won't be able to keep, making forward positive progress if I don't stay surrendered every day to mm-hmm. looking up and evaluating with God what I, uh, what I need versus what I want and, and giving him thanks and gratitude for what he is allowing to happen in my life as I heal and just keeping my focus where it needs to be. So I heard you say that you um, find a way to meet with God daily so that you can be reminded that his grace is sufficient for the day um, Mm -hmm. and that you try not to stay or you try not to get into a, a pace of, you know, worrying about tomorrow. And, or I would say even maybe condemning yourself for any failures on yesterday um, and just being very, very conscious of the fact that indeed his mercies are new every morning um, and that Mm -hmm. ultimately 
you, you can't do anything of any real success or importance without him being, you know, in the forefront of it. Are there yeah. any specific tools that you use to, that comes to mind when, when I was talking, just saying that, it just reminded me, like, are there, everybody kind of has their, their thing that they do. Um, you know, mm-hmm. for me, it's, um, you know, being, not just having devotion time, but, um, trying to make sure it's the first thing I do um, because I've learned over many seasons of failure that um, if I don't do it first, then the enemy will get to put all his junk in there and then I mm-hmm. react upon the junk and then it's like, oh, you know, crap, that, yeah, I fell for that. It's like the bait, you know, you take the bait. But, but for different people, I, I remember seasons in my life where it, the first thing I did, honestly, well, I didn't do a devotion. I, I mean, I didn't even have um, the wherewithal to have a clear enough mind or consciousness to do that. But I, I would turn on worship music as soon as I got up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there were times when my, my, my devotion time, you know, was in the shower because, you know, or on my commute. So, so are there any things that, that you might share that work for you that someone else might be able to, might find useful? The crux of everything that I do to stay uh, mindful of the Lord's work in my life and the goals that I want to achieve personally, professionally, relationally, and otherwise is prayer. And that doesn't look anything like it used to because there's been so mm-hmm. many, so much progression in my life as a Christian that I, I, I don't even almost view it the same, but I, I, I read God's word and I pray God's word, but I also have a very structured, I guess, if you want to call it that, um, prayer journaling um, process that I do. And I have spoken with enough people about it. It's based on Philippians 4, 6. Seven, eight, and nine, and I have shared it with friends and counselors and and a few people and uh, even a writing group that I am in, and I get cons- pretty consistent feedback that the approach that I'm taking to it is very unique and it's something that a lot of people could benefit from, and that's wow. why I'm writing the book. <laughs> because yes, that's what you do with that. Saved me, you know, from the former life that I lived, and and um, so you know, and it just really just comes down to the words that God has given us, and re and what happened was several years ago I read them in a in a translation that I hadn't read before, and they just the words just sort of jumped off the page in a different way than they had before because of it being written slightly different, and wow. it just kind of allowed me to see a way that I could. Um, write my prayers that would keep me more mindful of, you know, following God's word in that, you know, he tells us not to worry, but to pray and to tell him what we need and to thank him. And that is how we get his peace that he promises. And in my my interpretation of that, that is the only way we get his peace that he promises is if we do those things. And Mm -hmm. so for me, writing, you know, in a journal, was life-saving and and so I just framed it with that and that is the way I focus my morning time um and you know I don't do it every day and I I miss whole weeks and even whole months at at, at times but that has always been the backbone of what what I have done to spend time with the Lord and and uh, it's honestly been a paradigm shift and life-changing um this is going to be wonderful because of so many um who need it and in the meantime just hearing you refer people to the um foundational motivation from it in scripture in philippians 4 6 7 um and 8 i do believe you said is is um definitely helpful so as we mm-hmm. wrap up is there any one last thought that you would like to share um with our audience well, I, you know, the, what comes to mind is a little phrase that I kind of turned into sort of a ministry uh, a few years back and was reminded of at a uh, church service just yesterday. And that is the importance of balancing truth and grace. And mm. the, 
a pastor that spoke yesterday on this was basically he boiled it down to that he believes that actually unconditional love is the balance of truth and grace. And he gave an excellent illustration on how how that looks using a rubber band of all things, but just um, truth being so important and, and it's so easy for us to just uh, as Christians, especially to take the word of God and live solely based on the truths of that and not remember grace. And then on the other hand, you know, to just, just latch on to grace at the sacrifice of the truth of God's word is just as irresponsible and so I actually created a Facebook page several years ago that I still post to pretty regularly for a pretty big following now uh, called Truth and Grace Healing. And that is my goal on that page is just to share whatever comes across my path that I feel is in line with balancing the truth of God's word with grace uh, for people and where they are. And uh, understanding that this entire life from the cradle to the grave is a learning experience and it, it, and it will never be perfect and there will always be sin and there will always be struggles because God has promised us that in his word. But, um, you know, just the, the ability to balance truth and grace, I think, is part of uh, what helped me to heal because I was able to see both sides of that coin and to know that. Um, that there is truth, but that it's not um, it's not possible to heal based solely on the truth without grace for where I am today, and knowing that um, you know each little step forward is progress, and you know for the woman that's maybe still in a relationship that's toxic and and painful, you know I think it's important to know not only the truth that we find through counseling and through the books that we read and through a podcast like this and, and friends sharing their stories, but it's also important for them to know that there's grace because we know that um, you can't necessarily just walk away. Uh, you've got, it's a process and it takes time to gain the strength and the clarity to get to where you want to go. Amen. Thank you so, so much. This has really been a wonderful, rich um, conversation. Um, and I just want to thank you so much again for sharing, for the grace, for the truth um, that you have displayed for those who are listening. Thank you so thank much. You. And God bless you on your journey. Thank you. And the same to you. I appreciate you taking the time to delve into this and share this with women that need to hear it. Amen. Wow, ladies, what a great conversation. I mean, it is a very in-depth, honest um, way of sharing your heart, sharing what God has done in your life, uh, Annie, in terms of healing and restoration. And I just love the chemistry between you two ladies. Um and me too, having come through a divorce. I mean, it's a divorce recovery is really rough. Um, but with God, it makes it so much easier and counselors and all those things that you two ladies have um, shared um, through your conversation today. And I love the fact that you've integrated your faith, talking about that too and how you brought in scripture and context and how the word of God just comes to life in the way that you both um, share. So I love that. I wanted to thank you again for your time. And um, I know the listeners today are going to be blessed. Uh, many, many will be encouraged and definitely um, will have this um, podcast out there on all our platforms and on the website. And for those that are listening today that don't know our website, we're alteredstories.org, www.alteredstories.org. So you'll be able to read more information about this particular episode um, and about Annie and Tawana out there on our episode page too. So uh, just in closing, I wanted to thank you again, Tawana, for being part of the show. 
for the blessing you've brought to the listeners these past several months that you've been guest hosting the show segment. Um, I just really seen um, how God has used, you know, the gift that he's given you counseling and Christian counseling and your authenticity and just being real and not being afraid to share your experiences with the guests that have come on here and um, just sharing from the heart in that area too. And also I would like to challenge the listeners today to remember in the busyness of the season that Jesus is the reason for the season and never underestimate who God is. I mean, I think a lot of times we take um, the birth of Jesus Christ and his coming to this earth and we process it, but we don't always see the awe in it. So I feel sometimes it's necessary to step back and really think about the miracle and don't limit our view of God. I mean, our, our pastor was amazing this past Sunday at Grace Church and sharing the need for us to have an accurate God view. And in the conversation today that you ladies had, I heard that accurate God view. And I believe we have to remember the amazing work that God has done and is doing and how this season we should reflect on that as he gave us through his son, the gift of eternal life. What a gift, just like the gift of a God story is. One of my favorite Christmas uh, scriptures I wanted to also share today is Second Corinthians 9.15. Thanks to be to God for his indescribable gift. So in closing, I'd like to just reiterate the need for sharing the podcast uh, today, if you're blessed by it, for leaving feedbacks or reviews. We always appreciate them. We're always blessed by them, especially the women that share and those of us that are all, you know, involved in getting this podcast out. And also be aware that more gifts are going to be coming to those of you that listen to the show. And I'm looking forward to sharing them and working with those women that want to give each of you the gift of their God story. So until the next show, remember, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a new nonprofit evangelistic talk show for women. Our ministry is located in Overland Park, Kansas. And if you enjoyed listening to today's show, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of everyday women too. So why don't you share the link to our podcast on your social media? And we welcome your feedback. So let us know what you think. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories. We welcome your tax-exempt financial donations. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, log on to our website, alteredstories.org. That's alteredstories.org.